Hey everyone, before we get into today's talk, we just wanted to take a moment and say thanks. Thanks for listening and thank you for all your support. And if this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, we just want to let you know that we are a church that meets in the Greenville area in South Carolina. We are really passionate about faith, creativity, culture, and building community. Our heart is that this podcast brings added value to your life, as well as it helps you in your own journey of faith and understanding the human experience. And with that, let's get right to it. So I'm super excited to share with you today. There's some stuff that I started feeling even last week, um, and it actually coincides with what I feel like God's doing with us as a church. And so I want to start out and just show you a picture. I'm going to tell you a story of my daughter, Selah. So here's a picture of Eric and I and Selah. This is our youngest daughter. She's 20 years old now, and she's in Reading going to school. But um, I'm going to share a story that happened when she was 11 years old. And we're going to call it the kickball story, kickball tournament story. And um, I believe Eric was actually gone during this time. I don't know if you were in Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand. He was somewhere far away. And the girls and I, uh, we went to a park in Reading. We were putting on a kickball tournament because that's what you do. You just create fun and competition is fun for a lot of people. And so we went and um, had interns, had a wonderful day. At the end of the day, I had one intern sitting with me at this park. And it had been a long day. And my kids, Sayla's 11, Kennedy's 12 at that time. And they were ready to get going, and I remember I had like boxes of stuff that like probably a PA or um, a bullhorn and some stuff, and talking to my intern, how did it go? Oh, it was good. This was challenging. What would we do differently next year? And out of the corner of my eye, I could see like something flying in the air over here every once in a while. So I look over, and it's Sayla, my 11-year-old, and she's throwing her shoe into the tree at the park. And, um, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, I got my toy stuck in the tree, and now I'm trying to get it down, so I'm throwing my shoe to knock it down. And I'm like, don't throw your shoe. And I'm really not paying attention to her, but I just glanced over, and I said, don't throw your shoe in the tree, because then we're going to get, have to get your shoe. Just, it was some little toy from McDonald's or something. And um, so I said, don't, don't throw your shoe in the tree. And I go back to talking to my intern. And I'm talk- we're talking a little longer. And then all of a sudden, I heard this crash. It was like crack, crack, crash. And I looked over the same direction. And I was like, what is happening? And I saw just enough to see Selah hit the ground with a big giant branch on top of her. And when I went back to talk, when I was talking to my intern, she climbed the tree. And the tree was very tall, like taller than the back of this um, roof back here. She climbed up because I told her not to throw her shoe. She climbed to get her um, toy. But one of the branches was rotten. And it fell down on top of her. And as a mom, you're just looking over going, oh, no, something's probably really wrong because you don't fall from that height onto the ground. And the branch was huge on top of her. So we run over there and we pull the branch off. I'm like, Sayla, are you okay? And her eyes are just really big. I think obviously got the wind knocked out of her. Sayla, are you okay? And she's like, I think, I don't know. And, um, I'm like, okay, just lay here for a moment, and then we'll just start checking you out. I'm like, you can breathe. She's like, yes. And I'm like, what were you doing in the tree? And, um, and she says, the branch just fell on me. And so she's laying there, and I go, we take the branch off. And then we say, okay, can you move your feet? Yes, I can move my feet, your hands, okay, and your neck. 
and you remember your name. Yes, you just called me Sayla. <laughs> We're here for the kickball tournament. Yes, I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, this, you're gonna be okay. By this time you're going, I don't think you're okay because I don't, that doesn't make any sense, but there's not blood coming out anywhere and she's talking. And so and it's just my other daughter and the intern with me. Everyone else had left the park. And I'm sitting there thinking, and her shoes were off because she was throwing it in the tree. So she, her feet were all muddy as well from hitting the ground. So we had her sit up. I'm like, can you sit? She's like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm like, this is crazy, miraculous. So we get up, and we're like, okay, we'll just start walking to the car, and then we'll just, you know, see how this goes. Because I wasn't sure if I should go to the ER, if I should go to a clinic, or go home. So we get to the car, and she's like, I think I'm okay. And we're on both sides of her. And we're in the car, and you're still kind of in shock because you're not sure what's really going down yet. And we're in the car, and she's looking away, and I start seeing tears coming out of her eyes. And I'm like, Sayla, what's going on? And should I be going home or going to the hospital? She said, my stomach hurts really bad. I'm like, okay, we are going. I'll go to a clinic first because the hospital is really expensive. So we'll go to a clinic. So we, Kennedy and I take her to the clinic. And we um, run over, and, and Kennedy is like 12 years old, and she runs over to pick her up. And I said, no, I, I've, I've got her. No, I've got her. And we're just arguing about who's carrying Selah. So I just walk behind my 12-year-old carrying my 11-year-old into the clinic. And we go in there, and I said, um, they're like, well, what does she need to be seen for? I said, she just fell out of like a 15 to 18-foot tree on the ground, and her stomach really hurts. So I don't know what's wrong. And they said, honey, you're going to have to go to the emergency room. I'm like, okay. And then your heart starts beating because you're like, oh, no, they sent you away from the clinic to emergency room. So we get back in the car. We go up to the emergency room. And once again, I'm following my daughter carrying her sister into the um, emergency room. And we get in there, and they say, what does she need to be seen for? As I tell them, they're like, yeah, she's priority. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this is not good. And... Um, and on the way over to the emergency room, she's able to talk, but she's pain starting to come. I think she was in such shock when she hit the ground and your body doesn't feel anything. And as it's starting to feel, she can't move as much. And there's deep pain. So when we're over, on the way over there, something that I remember really stuck out to me and was very sobering is she said, can you call Grandma Johnson and tell her to pray for me? That's Bill's mom. I'm like, oh, no, that means you are really worried, too. <laughs> and so we get to the ER, and they um, do all the x-rays and everything. And, and I actually have a picture of her in the ER. This is how crazy she looked. <laughs> um, by this time, we were just laying there get, waiting for all the results of everything. And um, the results were miraculous. She broke nothing. She broke nothing falling out of the tree. But, um, and so this is her really excited after hearing. She's like, I fell on my angel. I knew it. I fell on my angel. So she was okay, which felt um, like a miracle. Um, but her body was extremely traumatized. So we, they released us, and we had to check back in with the doctor with, within the next three days. They released us, and we just put her mattress downstairs um, because she couldn't move. So she didn't have a broken bone. But like she was, her body was severely traumatized. They gave her crutches because she couldn't walk on her ankle either because she had no feet or shoes on and fell out on the ground that far. And then her, her um, 
spine and her tailbone, everything were very traumatized. So she laid at home for a couple days and then she really wanted to go to school. Sayla is a girl that has a very strong will. And um, we went to the doctor three days later and she's hobbling in on her crutches because she couldn't put any weight on a foot. And, she, and the doctor's our friend too. And she tells the doctor, um, I just want to know, um, am I going to be able to go to summer camp next week? And the doctor looks at me, and Sayla's looking at me, and her eyes are kind of shaking, like, I have to go. And the doctor looks at me, and I can tell it's just this really tender moment. And I said, and the doctor goes, well, honey, if you can bear weight on your foot in the next week, then I think you could probably go to summer camp. So Sayla ended up actually getting healed very fast. Her body was... Um, <laughs> was working overtime, and um, by the time Sunday came when you had to say yes to go to summer camp, she, was, she said, I'm not going to walk on my feet at all. I'm just going to use my crutches, and I know that when it's time on the day that I have to bear weight, I know that I'm going to be able to walk. And I'm like, I'm sure you will. And of course she did. She went to summer camp, and I'm sure she pushed it really hard. But it was, it was really phenomenal. So Sayla's got a lot, lot better from her extremely traumatic fall, then, let's see, Banning and CJ, Jesus Culture, they're really good friends of ours. They left Reading, went to Sacramento. We were going to go visit them for the first time. So 4th of July, this is like a month or three weeks to a month later, we go visit them. And we're hanging out, having fun. They're, they're all good friends with their kids. When on our way home, we go by Ikea. And Ikea, it's just a crazy place regardless of your kids. Like, hey, Sayla's like, can I just sit in the cart <laughs> at 11 years old? Yes, that was me pushing my daughter in the cart. She's like, I'm fine. I'm like, is everything okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just want to sit in the cart. But I could tell she seemed like she was kind of protecting herself and her back. Mind you, it's only been a month since she fell out of the tree, and then it was a miracle because she wanted to go to camp, and everything's all good. And uh, we go through Ikea, and I'm just starting to watch her as a mom, you know, like, hmm, you look like you're acting just a little bit protective of your body. And then she, but she reassured me, no, I'm good. We're good. And um, you don't need to keep asking me questions. We get back in the car. And I, so I watched her get in the car and she put her hand in the car and then put, then layer, lowered her body down. And I was like, I just saw that. You, you do not, you never put your hand down. What is going on? And she looked at me and she just started crying. My back hurts so bad. And I said, honey, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I don't want I didn't want anything else to happen. So she's just trying to avoid it. And I said, well, we'll go to the chiropractor. I don't know what you do after you've gone through a trauma like that, but they said there's no broken bones and you're still living. And um, I really, it was one of those moments that at the ER, I was like, God, I've done the best I could with her and I've loved her my, the best if she's going to go. Like it was really that serious for me. So a month later, now we're on the way home from Sacramento, and she's telling me her back hurts really bad. So we make an appointment with a chiropractor. She'd never been to one because we need to get something's not right. And she, her back's hurting really bad. Well, I think it was uh, my mom or Eric's mom took her to the chiropractor because we were doing something. And what they said is she went into the chiropractor and told her everything, and then they went to adjust her, and when they went to adjust her, she took a deep breath and goes, oh, I can breathe. And I was like, what? You couldn't breathe? She said, I didn't know, but her, um, the chiropractor said her rib was out. 
And she said she, and she couldn't identify, but during that whole time, there was constriction in her breathing. And as they adjusted her, it put stuff back in place and then she could breathe. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I didn't know you could, couldn't breathe. But going through that experience, and then we did chiropractor for Selah for quite a while, and she's actually all better. It's, we're so thankful. But going through that experience, it reminds me that so many of us have gone through hurtful things or traumatic things. And I wonder how many of us are still just going on and we, we're functional and we think we're okay, but we don't realize that there's a rib out and they were not fully breathing. And I felt like it was last week we were here and I felt like God said, I am aligning you. Because that's what happens when we worship, when we come in and give God everything. And I saw it tonight even, Adam's dancing, Reva gave an invitation. And there's a purity of heart. There's something that when we come in and give God our all, we were created to do that. But there's alignment that happens and it needs to happen because life happens. And there's, it could be something little, it could be something big, but we're all processing things. And today I just, I want to just pray that God would tenderize our hearts and that there'd be clarity of mind and heart today. Because I believe that we're supposed to leave different than we came in today. So God, I welcome your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your love. I thank you for what your love does, that it tenderizes us. And I thank you for clarity of heart. God, that you would show us your heart for us, but you'd also show us ourselves if there's anything out of place today. God, that you would come in and have your way. I pray today, God, that we would experience your love and forgiveness in a new way. Yeah, that you'd go even deeper today. Amen. See, it all started because Jesus chose us. He chose us and chose to forgive us. It was this free gift that we couldn't earn it. There's nothing that we did. But he just said, I love, I love these people so much that the Father's going to send his only son and Jesus is going to give his life for us. And he's going to forgive our sins because he's a holy God. And he's going to pay the ultimate price so that we don't have to bear the weight of our sins, but we could actually live in forgiveness. So he starts with him. We see Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. See, the riches of his grace is that free. It's, it's free. It's because of who he is, not because of anything that we've done. And see, the thing that forgiveness does is it sets us free. It aligns us. It makes us healthy. Forgiveness is one of those things that we receive from God and it was never meant to stop with just us. Because see, life happens. Things happen. They could be little. They could be big. But the consequences are great. And we were created for freedom. And that's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness sets us free. So I believe today that there are people in here that even might feel, might even not even realize that there is a little restriction in your life, maybe even in your breathing, and God wants to change that today. I believe that we are going to walk out with breakthrough today. So the effects of forgiveness. Years ago, we were at Bethel, and they did our first sozo training. I don't know if you've ever heard this word in the Bible. It's a Greek word, and it's... Um, means saved, healed, delivered. It's like the whole package. 
Sozo. And we started this um, inner healing ministry. And we got all trained up, and then we'd meet with people, and we'd always be in pairs. We started this whole system. And um, I remember going through it, and we'd always, yeah, be in pairs. Sometimes you're the number one person, sometimes the number two. But people who need breakthrough come and set up appointment for Sozo because they don't want to be just saved, but they want to be healed, delivered, free, living whole and healthy. I'm like, don't you all want that? Yes. I'm going in for my Sozo appointment. Awesome. So we would sit down and we'd pray with them. We would ask, what's going on? What are you needing breakthrough in? What are you having a hard time moving past or feeling stuck in? And then we would invite Holy Spirit, ask Holy Spirit, what is the root of what's going on? Not just, these are symptoms. You know, you run into walls. You're like, I don't, I feel like I can't move forward. Symptom, that's not a root. And we would ask questions. And this is the craziest thing that I learned during this time. Meet with numerous people. They could be they could be people in their 70s that were saved their whole life. They could pastor a church, but they're meeting with us. They could be young people in their 20s that um, have been saved their whole life or newly saved. Didn't matter the story. Almost always, I would say 90 plus percent. Once you get, I keep asking Holy Spirit, keep asking questions. When did this start? Almost always the root, not the symptom, not the, oh, I can't move any further. I don't know why I'm stuck. I'm in a rut. I can't get out of it. I've done everything that I know to do. When you get down, 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 almost always the root was unforgiveness. Almost always. And it, even if it was a 70-year-old, 60-year-old, 50-year-old, a lot of times it's something that happened in their childhood or something, and it could have been something little. It could be something big. But as soon as we get to that forgiveness, and sometimes it's forgiveness from God, sometimes it's releasing forgiveness to somebody else, and a lot of times it was just forgiving themselves. We're so hard on ourselves. But the thing about unforgiveness is it binds things up because we need forgiveness from God. We know that. I mean, we're human. And when we, we can receive that forgiveness, but something happens when we don't give it away. The kingdom was always meant to flow, to keep flowing. We weren't meant to, to stop and hold things. See, we all get opportunities to work through forgiveness, but there are consequences when we don't. And it's not just spiritually. Do you know that even medically, there are studies, there is research about what happens when we don't forgive. Um, medically, there's a I found an article from John Hopkins Medicine, but I can tell, I could find articles from everywhere. There was Harvard articles. There, I mean, I just chose one to share, to share with you. Studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep and reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research, research points to an increase in the forgiveness health connection as you age. This is not just something for people who read the Bible. Like this is for all of us who are breathing and want to live and want a good life. We need forgiveness. We need to be able to receive it. We also need to give it away. Um, in Matthew 6, 14, this is after um, God, the, the Father's prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day, or on earth is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. The next one, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In the kingdom, it's always meant to flow. We receive love, we give 
love. We receive forgiveness, we give forgiveness. It's just, it's what, in our healthy state, how we're supposed to live. Verse 14 says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That sounds really harsh. Like, how many people need forgiveness here? Is there anyone perfect? No, no, I haven't met a perfect person. I've met a lot of neat people. But I have yet to meet perfection. That means we all need forgiveness. So if we're going to hold it at all, that means it's being held from us. That is really scary. So if you feel like this is a sobering word, it is. It is. So if there is any point, if you're going, oh my gosh, I don't, am I holding unforgiveness at all? If you are, run as fast as you can to the Lord. This is not something that you play with because it'll affect your whole person. And the thing about this is tricky because usually forgiveness, if you're needing to forgive, it's because something's been done wrong to you or something that's hurt, and that's real. And so that usually requires a process. It's not like if you're going to hurt me, oh, I forgive you, I love you. I'm like, actually, why don't you just get away from me? And then it's really hard when it's yourself. Like, why don't you just get away from me? Gosh, we live together. We're always together. <laughs> so there's reasons why this is hard. And I love talking about it because we read the Bible, and it's like, yes, this would be so easy. If it was so easy, we would all do it. But I want to encourage you, and I, and I actually believe that there's a grace on this, for even to, tonight to be able to examine our own hearts and, if, and even God to bring to mind. If there's even little things, sometimes it's just little things that we just need to go, oh, why do I hold this against myself? Actually, God, I'm going to release it to you tonight, and I'm going to forgive myself. Because I want us to be healthy. I feel like the Lord's actually inviting us in to a deeper level of purity of heart, and i I felt it last week and I felt it again in worship tonight. Like it's the kind that you don't hold things back. You just bring your whole self, which is scary. Scary. That's what it is. But that's what we're doing. We're, gonna, we're in it for, for everything. To forgive is to set prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. I saw this quote. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Forgiveness is one of those things. It's like, ah, oh, I, I have to. I'm going to do it out of obligation. Actually, the person that hurts the worst is us. This is all motivation. Because I know that there's stuff, because we just naturally want to hold things that are hard. It, it's actually a natural response is to protect and to go, oh, I'm just going to stay and protect this. The priority of forgiveness. So even in the word, when you, when you read it, Matthew eleven twenty five, it's such a priority whenever you stand praying. Whenever you stand praying. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him. So how important is it to forgive? Always. How fast should you do it? As fast as you can. Do not hold it. Because verse 26, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. This is like not a whisper in the Bible. It's like one of those laws of gravity. You throw a ball up, it's not going to come down because I don't want it to come down. And it comes down. If you throw a ball up, it's not going to come down because I don't actually believe in it, right? I don't believe in gravity. And what happens? And the ball comes down. This is forgiveness. I don't want to forgive. Well, do you, wanna, do you want the freedom of forgiveness in your life? I do. Was we meant to live in a cage? We're not. Were you meant to breathe fully and deeply? Yes. Do you want a good night's sleep? 
Yes. So what, what must we do? Forgive. And think about forgiveness is it's not this emotional thing. It can be maybe like, oh, I feel so tenderhearted. I just want to forgive you because look at the flowers. They're so nice. And let's just smell them together. It can be like that. I'm like, Lord, let it be like that all the time. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But often it's just one of those things you choose. It's like love. You're like, I'm going to choose to love you even though you're really stinky right now. That's what happens when you're a parent. You just learn a lot about love. You're like, wow, two in the morning, I should not be seeing your face. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> and the same true about forgiveness. You know, we, we choose it. It's not like, oh, this feels so wonderful. I'm like, no, I choose it because I need it. And this is, I've already, I'm, the ball's going up and it's coming down. And that stuff is running right through me. I am receiving forgiveness and I'm going to give it away. It's actually I've already made my choice. I've made my choice that I will always forgive. But I say that it's easy to say. It's another thing to do. It's a process. Sometimes it's a process depending on what happened to us and how deep the trauma was. And even going back to Selah's body, she laid on a mattress for like three days or four days at our house and could not move. And then we sent her to school with a pillow so she could sit on something because her body was so traumatized. She was in a process of healing and we were blessing her body every day, but it took a little bit of time. We even had to take her to a chiropractor a month later because we didn't know she was, wasn't breathing fully. Sometimes forgiveness, when we've experienced that much trauma and pain, it's a bit to work through. So I'm just going to say grace, grace, grace. Like, yeah, not a, not a hard word, just encouragement that we would turn our face and choose this direction. Our goal, our goal is to be tenderhearted and forgiving, Ephesians 4, 30-32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I'm going to highlight bitterness Bitterness is one of those things that makes you feel kind of strong because you can hold something against somebody. Like, you just suck, right? Like, I'm, that makes me feel strong to be able to, even if you don't say it out loud, like you're holding something. Bitterness is the scariest one. When we hold that kind of stuff, it opens a door so that other things can come in and we become people we don't want to be. It actually opens a door to deception. You wonder why some people go crazy? I actually believe it's bitterness, when we start holding things, you do not know what else is going to come in. So if we want to be healthy and free and whole, be fast to run and let it go. <laughs> and, and at least be on the process to letting it go. Freedom and health. Being aligned with God. Being aligned with ourself and with each other. Kim, do you want to come up and get on the keys? I'm going to be wrapping this up. I just want to invite you in just to be thinking about some stuff. I'm not going to ask you to come up front but I, or to even stand up. I just want you to be honest before God and even just asking, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life, take a moment, is there anything in my life that has caused a rib to go out? Even as I'm sharing this story, I wonder if something came to mind or even a question like, oh, is, am I still carrying that around? It can be little. It can be big. 
Have you received God's forgiveness? Do you need to ask God for forgiveness from anything? Is there anyone that you need to forgive as I'm talking? Is anyone come to mind? This is a time to clean house. I believe that there's people in this room that have been struggling with even depression, discouragement, have felt stuck. Or you're sitting here and you're desperate for breakthrough. And I believe that there could be a key in this tonight for you. And this is one of these things, like, it's more than just tonight. It's just a tool that you'll learn in, in hopefully a value that we get so good at. We're just really fast to run and choose. So I just want us to take a moment and even open up your heart and being honest with God. I love John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to clean us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is so faithful. It's crazy that we even wait and want to hold things and want to stew over things instead of just run to Him. And then here's the big one. Is there anyone as I'm talking that you're like, I actually need to forgive myself. Sometimes we're the hardest on ourselves. We would never treat anyone else this way, but we treat ourselves this way. A couple thoughts on forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean that it's right what someone did. Just like God forgiving us doesn't mean that our sin was right or good. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean we fully understand what happened. It just means we're choosing to forgive. Unforgiveness hurts us and binds us. Love allows us to give what we don't have. Love covers a multitude of sin. And then two more things. We need to learn to forgive and we need to learn how to apologize. So we're talking about community and stuff. These are things that we want to get really good at and I, I know we need to get better at because I, I've experienced the hurt. I've been hurtful to other people. Let us get better at apologizing. So forgive. What does it actually look like to forgive? I'm just going to go through it really fast. An easy process is, I think it's good to recall what happened. Remember the events themselves, how you felt. Come to a clear understanding of the wrong that was done and how it affected you. I like this because we're not on this emotional like, yes, it's just God. And we just said yes. And we didn't think about anything else. Like, actually, no, I am sober-minded thinking about everything and everything that happened, and I'm still choosing right there. Because it will come back around. You will, you will get to the sting of it. Because that's, you were hurt by something. So starting by recalling. And then empathy and compassion. Seeing from another perspective and or what might be contributing to their behaviors or actions. Sometimes that helps just to even ask for compassion or empathy about what could even be causing this or why someone might be acting, could have acted out the way they did. Third, choose to forgive. Invite God to come and heal any brokenness. He's that good. He can heal anything. Surrender the offense to him. Forgive and release them from the pain they have caused you. And then next, let go of expectations. Did you guys hear that one? This is huge because you think like, oh, well, I'm sorry for this and <clears throat> I'm waiting. Okay, now I'm not gonna talk to you anymore because now I'm hurt again. Like if it's truly in your heart to forgive, I forgive that you know you, then let go of an apology may not change your relationship 
or elicit an apology from them. Continue to continue to continually choose to forgive when you even when you get triggered. And then I'm always going to keep saying forgiving ourselves. Let's forgive ourselves. So in our homes right now, in our studio homes, we're going through a discipleship journey, and I'm actually adding this prayer, and we're going to pray. And if you want to join this prayer and make it real to you, if there's anyone you need to forgive, it's an example of a forgiveness prayer, and I wanted to read it tonight and pray it. If you're sitting in here and there's anything that you need to forgive, I just want you to join me in this prayer. You could forgive yourself. For anything that you've wronged or done, you can forgive someone else. You can forgive a situation. If you need forgiveness from God, I'm going to pray and just ask that you just be open before the Lord because I believe that in this simple act that there's going to be something set in motion in your life and it's going to propel you in a direction that you're longing for. And it's actually going to open up ruts that you've been stuck in and I believe that you're not going to be stuck there anymore. So let's pray, and then we're just going to finish with apologizing. This is all fun stuff, like going to the dentist, right? No, this is good. Okay. Lord, thank you for the gift of forgiveness. I understand that even though my heart has been hurt by this person's actions, you have the power to heal my broken heart and to mend this offense in my life. I surrender this offense to you, and I forgive them for hurting me. I release them from all penalty that my heart was holding towards them. Help me to see them the way you see them, the way that you, the Father, see them. I bless them, and thank you for redeeming my journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Super simple prayer, but profound. And even if you need to take a picture of it and just say it again tonight when it comes, because things will trigger when there's pain. It, sometimes God can heal everything right away. My experience usually is, I get triggered again, and then I just bring it back again. Or the pain comes up. And that's why, like, the pain is hurt, so hurtful. And then even in the pain, and Lord, I, I choose to forgive them, and I'm asking for your healing. And the last thing I wanted to talk about, this is not forgiveness, it's actually apologizing. And I want us to get better at doing this. When we've done something wrong and you know it, what do you do? And I've seen so many people do it wrong that I'm like, gosh, we got to get better, guys. Let us, let us, this become a strength of ours. Apologizing, making it right when you know you caused pain or hurt. Super simple, but stuff that we could get a lot stronger in. First one, acknowledge. I can see that when I raised my voice, it affected you. If I was yelling at someone, I never do that, no. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking like this is stuff I want to get better at because if I can get better at it, it just releases more grace to even all my relationships and the people around me. Number two, own what you did. And this is where I see people where we get the worst, we're the worst at this. I did this. Yeah. And um, I affected you negatively and caused you pain. Very rarely do you see someone own what, what their effect is. So if we're going to get good at this, more than just, I, I realize I yelled at you and it hurt you. I'm so sorry. Apologize. Say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, and here's the thing, say what you're sorry for. I can't stand 
when it's like, oh, especially with kids, mediating, I've done a lot of teaching, and then even being a parent, okay, say sorry, I'm sorry, what are you sorry for? I don't know, like, well, that means nothing. If you're actually gonna take the time to say sorry, say what it is, and when your kids are saying it, have them say, what are you sorry for? Do you actually understand? Because what does it actually mean if you don't even know what you're saying sorry for? It means nothing. Let's be honest, I'm sorry for, I don't know. I'm sorry for raising my voice and hurting you. And then don't add a but. This has happened before and I'm like, you just undid whatever you told me. Cause you know what happens when you have a but? I'm sorry for yelling, raising my voice, but you are being crazy. Then I just turned it into a blame. But it sounds all nice, right? Like I am, a, a, I am taking ownership and blaming you. Don't add a but, if you add a but, then you might just walk out of the room, put yourself in a timeout, and then be like, I'll come back in a minute. I'm gonna try this again. You have to practice this. You might not get it right right away. And then just put yourself in timeout and come back. How do you want to treat them and behave? How can you make it right? I will adjust how I'm communicating when I'm frustrated and not yell at you. The hope is if you do something wrong, what is your plan not to do it again? What are you gonna do differently next time? This is super elementary, but I don't see a lot of adults do this. That's the sad thing, and it's a lot in the church. Now we just don't talk to them. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? Basic apologizing. I hope that we would get really good at this. Why don't you stand with me? I believe that God is inviting us into deeper levels of love with Him and freedom. And if you're in this place and you feel like you're stuck in a rut or that you need breakthrough, I believe that this might be helpful. And my prayer is that even as you're driving home tonight and eating dinner, and even as you're going to sleep, that your heart be so tender and open to God that if He brings anyone to mind or any situation, that you're able just to bring it to Him, invite His love into it, and then be able to choose forgiveness. I hope it would be that easy. And I understand things that are hard. Just be willing to at least start the journey with God. I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna be done. Thanks God that your love is so good, so big. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for the swirl that I felt started in motion last week. I thank you for just the purity of heart that I feel in this room. And I bless that purity of heart that you have. And I pray that even as you seek God and you desire to be healthy and free, I pray that he would meet you right where you're at. And even the questions that you're asking him, I pray that you would have clarity of heart, that your ears would be open and your eyes would be open. And there wouldn't be confusion and deception. Yeah, God, I thank you for my family here. God, I pray that you would teach us to be people that forgive easy. Yeah, I pray for a grace of forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness anew and afresh tonight. God, and we release forgiveness to anyone who's done us wrong. And I pray, God, that you'd also teach us to be good at apologizing and owning our mistakes. And not just owning them, but cleaning them up. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for health, for freedom, for alignment. I pray that you would line us up right now from our head to our toes and our spirit and our body. If there's anything out of place, God, 
that you'd put it back in place. Yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Again, thanks for listening to today's talk. For more information, you can always go to our website, which is studiogreenville.com, or check out our Instagram, which is studio.greenville, and you can follow along for all the latest happenings and updates. Other than that, have a great week, and we'll see you soon.